Here we go. Jack Parsons, welcome back. Pretty Littles, we are doing this again. Good to see you, my friend. Good to be here, Maddie. I do need to just apologise. I had a regular milk coffee before I came in. Are you not feeling well? I feel all right, but it, it's just, it could go either way at any moment. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> what, what, what were you on before that? Were you on the oats? Uh, I'm an oat milk guy, but I was in a situation with a new, somebody I hadn't hung out with very much and the wrong coffee came out, came out and um, rather than just kind of be a oh, normal person and say, this is actually yes. not good for me. Because you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to make that impression no, just, at the start. Just drank the whole thing. So we'll see good what job. happens. You're a trooper. Good to see you, man. What's been happening? You, uh, you've been surfing. I've been surfing. It's been big surf down on the surf coast at the moment. So it's been like eight, nine, ten foot at Bells and Winky. And I like looking at that. I went out at a break nearby to them, nearby to Bells and Winky called Boobs. And it was, I don't know, six or seven foot or something, which is too big for me. Yeah. And I went out and uh, as soon as I got out, I was just plotting my escape as soon as I got out there. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's big, it's scary, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm just uh, a not, I'm a wuss. What's your biggest surf accident? There's no, this is the irrational, this is irrational fear, fear. There is no, like in this surf, yeah. you've got to like knock an eye out with the board. You know, you've got to be unlucky. Yes, 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 yes. You're not going to drown. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, of course. You know, the, the you fear swim. is irrational, but yeah. the fear is just for some of us. Yeah. Overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, and, before, before we start, man, I want to, uh, you went and saw a gig of a band that we actually did one of our first national tours. Sometimes, days you know how you have those moments where you're like, should I, should I? And then you miss it and then you really regret it. That was me. I just, I had something Slept on, on it. Slept on it, man. But you guys and must have it. played so many shows together. They took us on their big first national tour. True. Back, back in the day, after this album. Um, yeah, after this album, we, we, it was our first big support. So they had just released United Paper Paper, People. <laughs> Hymns, what's the next one? Hymns of the... Yes. Hymns of the true believers, non-believers. Non-believers, I think it was, yeah. And what did you guys just put out? We, I don't think we had an album out yet. I think we might have just had a couple of EPs, yeah. And then, yeah, we went and that was, that was big time because Kiss Chasey fans back then, they were, they were diehard. They were like lines lying around the block kind of thing. Yeah. Emos, man. Mm. Emos were like, the fanaticism around emo bands is massive. But I was late to Kiss Chasey. Okay. So you missed it around then. I wasn't into them. Ah. I didn't. It didn't get me for some reason. Like the um, Dudos and What O's yes. track, I'd never liked it. Mm. And the drummer of Pretty Little's Boozer is a huge fan. Yeah. And we, we he had a Bucks party, right? I don't know if I've told you. He no, had no. a Bucks party. Yeah. And we were prepping to, to we, me and the other best men were thinking about how we celebrate his Bucks party. And, you know, the, the Bucks parties, you mean to the guy for some mm. reason. We're like, no, Boozer rocks. Yeah. Like, let's give him <laughs> yeah. the day. So we came up with this amazing day, right? The headline moment being Darren Cordo from Kiss Chase, yeah. who we hired through like some what did, whatever. Oh, did you really? Whatever one of those things are where you can like get an artist to come play at your house. And so we're talking to Darren, Darren Cordo. I was like, Daz, Boozer knows, he learned how to play drums to Kiss Chasey. We're yeah. going to set up this whole thing up where... We're going to have some instruments set up in the backyard. I'm going to do this really boring speech to Boozer saying, you know, you're surrounded by musicians. We thought we'd set up a space so people could come up and play music. Nice, nice. And then we're like, I was like, who wants to go first? And everyone's like, oh, I'll have a go. And then Darren Cordo comes out of nowhere and goes, you mind if I go first? Oh, nice. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. oh. So Cordo, Cordo comes up and then 
He's playing with a little guitar amp and singing. Sounds amazing. We've got Sick. Booze's drum set up and he just nails every note. Like, Sick, He man. was correcting Darren at one point. He's been like, no, no, no. It was amazing, man. Dude, that's so good. And what, how was the rest of the night? Like, did he hang out and have a few beers he afterwards? Hung out, yeah, man. yeah, see, yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. I think he's off the gas now, but he was hanging out that night. <laughs> hey, Kiss Chasey, one of those bands, look at the photos. They haven't aged at all. They still look great. Particularly Daz, man. He's he, Peter Pan. He's Peter Pan big time. I would say this. I would say this respectfully. Come on. Darren looks amazing. Yeah. Everyone else, they still look good, but they're firmly in dad territory. Yes. Their dads on a rock tour. Mm. Daz is a rock guy still on a rock tour. Yes. I, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, But they were amazing. Dude, he can pull off. We've, we've talked about this. Those who have listened to a few of our episodes, he can pull off the tank top. For sure. He can pull off a tiny little thing, just yes. sits above his belt line. He's a vegan. No He's fat on him. Great Nick. Yeah. Did, yeah. They, did they hint at doing more? Is this, is this it? Was there any hints of new music? My, there was no hint of new music. And in okay. fact, the only hint I got from the gig was that that might be it. Okay. So I think that the feeling was good. I mean, how, how can you possibly know? Bands that have been together for that long. I've had great success. Yeah. There, you know, whatever happened in Kiss Chasey, who knows? Probably just the same thing that happens to every band. Yeah. Get a bit older. Yeah. It's not I as think, easy to go out on the road all the time. I actually think Dazzler's in the States. He's in LA. Yeah, he's in LA. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And he's working, he's got a band called Daz and the Demons that yeah. he's going to put some music out under and he's a terrific talent, man. He's a great songwriter and yeah. it was so cool to see him. They just played all the hits, man. Dude, and isn't that what you want? Because sometimes it goes the other way. For you know, sure. like a band will get back together, obscure freaking B-side, <laughs> tracks that no one's heard, and you're just like, oh, man. Like, dude, we saw The Strokes. No last night. Really? Melbourne, man. Rod yeah. Lave Arena. No last night. I, I don't know what happens. Like, yeah. Because that's a, that's a weird thing that bands have to make that decision, you know, on the, the like, obviously, I, I'm mentioning in the same category, but not in the same category, but... We have a song which is the most listened to song of ours on Spotify significantly. Okay. Like by the next one has like a million or this one has like two plus. Yeah. Everyone likes this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have not played it in like 10, like maybe seven or eight years. Why? I ha we, ha we feel nothing for this song. What do you mean? Okay. So let me ask you this question now. New lineup. Yep. Reinvigorated. Yep. Nah, wouldn't play it. Can't none of it. It's the Crazy. only one that we all agree on because there are some songs that people like, others like you lobby for the try and get them on the set list or whatever. This is not in the conversation, dude. This is that's ridiculous, so man. On like a scaled back, like relative to our tiny little hill, you know, people be like, Why isn't that on the set list? And like, why would Radiohead not play like those big songs? Why would the Strokes not play those big songs? It's ridiculous, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think on the other hand, too. Man, three and a half minutes of your life for someone that brings them so many, so much joy. And they bought a ticket to come and see you, maybe hoping to see that totally. song. Maybe it's helped them get through a breakup totally. or something like that. So I reckon in those moments, you're just going to be like, look, I'm, I'm doing it I'm for doing them. It. Not for me. I'll do the rest of it for me. But if this can, if this makes someone really happy. But okay. That's, well, that's let me put it this way. Okay. One of the most generous performers in, in the biz has got to be Paul Kelly. He would not have not played to her door since it was written. Yes. Surely he'll do that, mm -hmm. but that's a great song. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Do you? When was the last time have you guys played it together in your new new group? No, nah, I haven't played in the new group. Uh, haven't played it for about seven seven years. Like it's 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 just 
objectively bad. Okay. I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened. Well, maybe maybe hopefully this will happen to you. We did a thing like sporadically uh, on our last tour, and someone screamed out because we've got a new guitarist. He doesn't know like the old back catalog. He doesn't know like the extent of it. Like he knows like the hits from. But there was one song that I think is a really popular song, Russian Roulette. Yeah. And, and he didn't really know it. And someone screamed it out and we mustn't have played it in like 10 years. And like, we're just like, yeah, we, we don't play that song. And we were all kind of a couple of beers. We're like, let's just give it a crack. And we made it up on the spot and did it. And it was awesome. That's it. So I don't know, maybe there will be a moment for you guys like that, where it's maybe. just like, you're feeling it and you're like, you do it and it's grand. I, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Russian Roulette, that was like, uh, was that album one? Tired yeah. Lands? That, yeah. that was EP, wasn't it? No, no, album. Um, how, did you play, um, was House Party getting a run on the recent set list? No, we need to do that one though. That's, that was my absolute, I remember being in um, South America, you know, with a very, when I was 19, with a very limited MP3 player, whatever I had then. Oh, dude, this is and cool. Ha- you haven't told me this. No, I haven't told you. And yeah. House Party was like my, like, look out the window and like, just like, you know, think about girls and stuff. <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> you know, well, how, like, how about next Melbourne show? We'll do it and you come up and sing it. Love that. <laughs> and log it in. Uh, dude, we were talking about we got a couple of things to chat about. Yeah. It's, it's pretty loosely planned, but we've got a fair idea. But I think uh, one thing we want to touch on is an amazing festival that isn't going to be around this year. They're Slender taking a year off. No. <laughs> <laughs> you had it first. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Falls and uh, they've had some huge bands. Kings of Leon, we're talking about a, a specific lineup in 2006. Uh, Gautier, 2007. 2007. Also, Operator Police, hello. Oh, it's just a song about people. people. Uh, uh, the Gird were there. The Gird. Oh, Gird. Uh, one of the great festivals, man. So many good memories from that. Yeah, that was the, the I went there in year 11, so it was this 2007, 2008 festival, nice. my first go at a festival, like smelling that like cut grass and the mud and, and yeah. the, the excitement and you're sneaking stuff in and yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. like that feeling is insanely formative and you kind of chase that you mm. know? and then you go to different festivals trying to find it. For me, falls for those kind of 18 to 21, yeah. as a 18 to 21 year old and this lineup, like, it is mind-boggling. Kings of Leon, they must have just put out that... Um, maybe second album. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Groove Amata, Paul Kelly, Midnight Juggernauts, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club with the original lineup. And I remember the sing-along to London Steel by the Waifs, like the whole amphitheater yeah. Yeah, lighting yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was insane. It was really fun because you'd wait in line for how long? How long would you be in the car for? You could bring your own booze. Yeah, at that point too. I don't. No, 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 no. You don't reckon? We were sneaking stuff in for sure. Was it sneaking stuff into that? I'm trying to think. Oh, well, I'm Golden Plains. Meredith and Golden Plains. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, lots of fun. So hopefully that festival's back next year. Where was your? What was your first fall? So we did falls, and I remember we played after the Fleet Foxes, and I didn't know much about the Fleet Foxes. Then went on to love them. We played. Yep. It was absolutely awesome, man. It was like it was night, and it was one of those moments where it's just like. The car was leaving, so it's just like, "Hey, do you want to come back into town? Because we're going back that night." I'm just like, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm staying. staying. <laughs> I'm staying." <laughs> and then here. slept in some random dude's car in the boot, nice. and then woke up, walked down the hill, and it was Tame Impala playing. They were the opening band on the second day. What? Yeah, dude, there must have been like I don't know, twenty to thirty people there. I was at that festival too, and I'm looking at the lineup, and there was a very young Violent Soho playing on that lineup. Yeah, man, they were kicking around. Architecture in Helsinki, the Drones were there, Blue King Brown, The Greats, Cat Empire. My goodness, mate, Donovan Frankenreich. <laughs> dude, he had a he was a he was doing every festival in Donovan, Australia. Yeah, for a while. I mean, and I was like. 
they're right there for it, bro. Uh, it's only as I've gotten older that I can look back at some Donovan gear and go, you know what? He he wasn't that good. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it was the vibe of Donovan. It was, it was, the, vibe. It was the vibe. Of, you know, he, he was having a good time. And he just seemed like everyone's mate. So I got some, uh, some audio from Tame. Just babies, wow. the good old days, right? So yeah, we're we're hoping that uh, we're hoping that falls comes back after after a year off uh, yeah. because it's an, an amazing festival. It is a good time. It's just they're just so important. I think for it's it's probably not for me anymore, you know. But it's yeah. so important for. Well, we got those memories yeah. now that we look back on and we you know we laugh. I got it, man. We got and you'd always hear the stories about people like with these outrageous plans and plots to sneak in. Yeah, and, yeah. Absolutely. We need that back. Big time. Uh, a band that would have played at Falls many a times. Uh, a touring later on in the year. Uh, we welcome back. Can't get started. Chemical heart. Every time I get started. And this is uh, this is re- this is really cool because they are they're getting back together to re-release some of their stuff uh, on vinyl because they never released albums on vinyl before because. You know, it was CDs, 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 and yeah. you never think about that now, do you? It's like people didn't have to. Vinyl wasn't a thing then. And Grinspoon would have sold some CDs. Like yeah, yeah, they yeah. would have been there. Like when when did um uh what was that first album called? Something about Easy. Uh yeah, so Easy and uh, New Detention. So yeah, they're calling yeah. it the uh the Easy Detention tour. So those albums are both being pressed on vinyl for the first time. So good, man! What a band! I like. Yeah, Grinspoon are. <laughs> Speaking about falls, how many get time jerk and actually played at falls? You know that must have been. It's gonna be a lot. I'm saying six plus. I had this. I had a moment with um, Grinspoon. They were huge for. for talk me. to me. Were talk you, to me. Were you a massive fan growing up? I don't know if I was a massive fan, but like knew enough about those songs. And when you you meet them for the first time, I'm like wow, you guys are a big band. And True. we did another big tour with them. And after the fall. True. Remember them concrete boots? I remember after the fall. Um, yeah. they did a tour. I think with. Vasco era and uh, um, gyroscope, big band. That were in rock and back. Yeah. That, that's furniture gully hotel kind of stuff. Hey? Um, but I, I was, but it was at um, Festival of the Sun, and Grinspoon must have been playing because Joe Han- I saw Joe Hansen backstage, and we were playing, and I was like, "How? Could, what can I say to Joe? I got to get in with Joe." Yeah, bass guitarist and Grinspoon, and I had nothing. But a friend had told me a really rude joke, yeah. a really rude joke, and and uh, about um, Sean Connery. And so I was like, interrupted a conversation he was in and I just, I just launched into this joke and I just hope that there'd be, it's long and I hope there'd be enough to, to keep him interested about this joke to stay with me. Yeah, and man. I was halfway through it. They were both looking at me and I was just saying words at them. <laughs> and by the time I got to the end of the gag, like we were on. And then three days later, Joe t- tweeted about a song. Oh, played. really? Yeah. I was like, yes, got it. Dude, man. Um, what, what a way. What a way. That's like, uh, yeah, dude, that's gutsy too. Because when you, you know, you're supporting a band, you got to. Well, I could have just said, how are you? You know, exactly. I just had a conversation. That's that's good, man. That's gutsy. Appreciate Any other that. good first impressions from back in the day? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I, I would stuff it up. Like I, I had a problem with uh, like idolizing people, you know, like footy coaches. Mm. I would put them into higher category. They were like gods. Yes. You know? So it was always, so bands, when we started hanging out or, or playing with bands or going to gigs or seeing these people, yeah, I couldn't have a couldn't have a normal conversation it's impossible yeah absolutely it doesn't work doesn't work for me but i loved grinspan i would have seen them like grooving the moo when i was young and yeah 
so many times here in Grinspoon and Splendors and all kinds of stuff, man. Uh, they're playing with um, uh, Private Function. Private Function. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, they're killing they're, it. They're a rowdy band. Uh, go and check Grinspoon out. They're playing some huge venues uh, a little later on in the year, and we're going to hopefully get Phil on and have a chat to him too, which is a good segue into the next band, if I find it here, because I was chatting to the Grinspoon boys not too long ago, and they talked about one of their ultimate Spinal Tap moments, which was supporting Kiss. <laughs> it was a funny moment in Paul Stanley has to get dragged out by a cable wire at the, the front flying of, fox type thing. A front of house thing, and it broke, and he got stranded mid over the crowd, and someone leapt up and, and grabbed his foot and was swinging him around. It was very Spinal Tap. And uh, guess who's coming back to town? This is end of the road tour wasn't enough. They are coming back in October for one more gig. <laughs> so was the end of the road tour, was that fully this is it? Dude, fully this is it. They did two nights at, uh, I don't know, I think it was Rod Laver. So it was just like, this is the goodbye. And then announced today that they're coming back with Weezer. Weezer. Is it boredom? Like what's the, what do you, you think is motivating the... The decision-making. Because they could just do a tour and it would sell out, right? Well, I reckon the best way to call it if you're a band or if you need a break is when it's not going well. Like you're, the writings of the wall. Like you would do a national tour, you'd be like, man, no one's coming. The logical thing to do is just to stop because yeah. we're not enjoying it. But imagine leaving on a high when you're selling out arenas. All you want to do is do that again. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're making all this cash as well. And every- but they're not wanting for these things. They don't need cash or, or stadium shows. They do it all the time, Yeah, surely. but it would have been like, it's, you know, it's what they've done their whole lives. They don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, this praise, and they would, have, they would have had more media on this tour probably than another tour of the last 10 years because this is the last time. So everyone wants to talk to him because it? it's not. <laughs> it is not. Is it? <laughs> so oh, I never um what's your what's your favorite Kiss track? I was made for loving you, I think. That's a big one. Good drum rolls. Yeah. Uh, did you kind of go did you get sucked nah, into that world? Nah, I didn't get sucked into it, but I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate like I feel like King Gizzard have done that. They've created their own world True. where they have diehard fans. Yeah. Merch, vinyl, it's, it becomes collector's items. Yeah. We you should, know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if they'd be into that description, King Gizzard. <laughs> you guys are just like Kiss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stu starts doing the tongue thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I know but, what um, you mean. Like it's, like it's world building, isn't it? It's And when you do that, it becomes more than just the music. I'm not saying that that's uh, a good or a bad thing. It's just... It means that, you know. Like Jimmy Buffett creating um, parrot heads, you know, calling his fans parrot heads and everyone wears Hawaiian shirts and. Insane clown posse. I see, Pete, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got a fish. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kiss are coming back a little later on. And in- Weezer. And Weezer too. Cool. What do you think the thing is there? Because they well, need I don't know, a they lot just... of cash, I reckon. It's got, it's <laughs> but got... they, they haven't done their own Australian tour in ages. They did like a Foo Fighters tour. Um, they've done, they always seem to jump on other people's tours and they're a huge. You know what? But it's weird though, because I don't see them and Kiss as the logical one-two <laughs> punch. It's like when the Strokes copped all this flack at the big day out. Remember, because they were playing in front of Metallica? Yeah. And saw all the Metallica, and the Strokes were just like, you know, we don't deserve this. You know, like getting booed by Metallica fans because they weren't Metallica. True. Could have been an Australian band as well. Kiss could have uh, brought anyone on. Who's the best Australian support for Kiss? Wow. I mean, we were just talking about Private Function doing the Grinspoon tour. That'd be great. That'd be perfect. Airborne? Airborne would be huge. There was a second there where Airborne were doing all of those big kind of stadiums. Yeah. I mean, I, they're huge. I think they're, ma- they're still massive overseas. Right? Overseas. Yeah. I haven't seen them play a gig here for a while. Where would they play in Melbourne, Airborne? Would they play at Hi-Fi? Uh, I reckon they'd do a forum. A forum? And Which they're is, playing like twenty five, thirty thousand people 
festivals and stuff. Yeah, over in Europe. I reckon they do. Yeah, I reckon they do a forum. Yeah, for if they're coming back from one, that's a wild story. That airborne story, isn't oh, it? Because we were okay for for those who don't know, airborne uh, Australian rock band. Lots of comparisons to ACDC. Uh, lead singer guitarist, just a machine. He'll yeah. run up and down. You know, yeah, he was climb- I saw him on a big day out, and he was climbing the climbed to the top of the stage. Yeah. You know, and how big those kind of, the main stage at Big Day Out. Yes. He climbed to the top of that thing and just started ripping a guitar solo. But we were both in Melbourne when, that, when it was taken off. Because remember, well, I, maybe you were. I think. I, I was there, yeah. You would have been. Because like Duke of Windsor, it's like, you've got to go see this band Airborne. And you like run up on the bar and do all this stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're still kicking goals. It's really good. But you never yeah. hear about it as much. No, you don't. You don't. But, you know, whatever. There's no rules. Yeah. I'm sure that when they go to bed at night, they go, hey, we're huge in Finland. <laughs> and that rocks. Uh, hey, we got another album out from uh, Good Friends of Ours, the track we're loving. So what you think about Bad Dreams out of Adelaide. Of course, remember tracks like uh, Jack. And, of course, you've toured them as well. Guts Touring. Um, yes. Taking them to regional Australia as well. I love this band. I love these fellas. We we went around Arnhem Land for two and a half weeks in August last year. And we um, we had some really beautiful times together, some really hard times together. And they were they had just recorded this album and they were getting ready to put Jack out as the first single, I think it was. And, yeah, it's just they really – put a lot of time into conceptually realizing these yes. albums and, yeah. and the art, the, the lyrics, the music, it's, it's, they're big ideas yeah. and they're really kind of thought provoking and, and, um, one of our great rock bands. Absolutely. And when you listen to this new album live, I mean, one of the things I get from it is just like, well, I can't wait to, sorry, when you listen to the songs of the album, you can't wait to see them live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can, you really get a feel for what it's going to be like. And this one has some angles, like it's edgy and it's, it's kind of, I'd say punkier, particularly than the last one. You know, the last one was a beautiful album and there were some really lovely moments. Um, some really lovely moments. Sally's Place is one of my all time favorite songs, which they never play. Uh, but this is this is darker and 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 has a real intes- intensity and dissonance and it's like a yeah it's a beautiful rock album man they're they're good fellas and and they deserve to be yes really held up I think that's the thing they really deserve it one mm. of the hardest working bands I mean they've been on for so long too and uh, they're touring as well late June uh, early July going everywhere for those details just go uh, bad dreams dot com that's with two E's instead of an A. Um, yes, very important. Yeah, and very, Alex often talks about how he's very proud of that band name um, and uh, really loves the double E. And if he had his time again, he would do the exact same band name. So, good. I love that. Yeah, Jack, good fun, as always. Absolutely, Matty. Thank you for having me. No worries, man. When are you coming back? Uh, I'll be here tomorrow. Awesome. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> Press the wrong one again. <laughs> here we go. Here's the outro. Hey. 